What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Good morning, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are here without our fearless leader today, Shane Goswick, but he's with us in spirit. So we are uh, we're going to get kicked off here. Um, Sean has got an Uncomfortable Truth intro, but before we get into the Uncomfortable Truth intro, don't forget to like, subscribe, share on YouTube. Uh, we are also on all the podcast platforms, Podbean, Spotify. Uh, guys, we're just trying to get the word out for Jesus and uh, tell people about the Lord and uh, just really try to put some encouragement in people's lives, and we need your help to do that. So um, just hit that button, hit that bell, whatever it is on your screen that, that would help us uh, to, to just reach more people. We sure would appreciate it. So, Sean, what you got this morning for well, an intro? <clears throat> first off, this is the uncomfortable truth, right? Yep. And you said Shane was with us here in spirit, but yeah. he's really on the other side of the camera. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> that's he's, true. He's actually – Looking at us like, don't disappoint me. No, I'm just kidding. He's working. I think we've already disappointed him. We have. No singing, no bodily function stories yet. I mean, we're he's very mad. Yeah. Yes. All right, I can sense it. No pressure, Sean. What's the uncomfortable what, truth? What's, he, what's even funnier is he has his headphones on over there, and he has no idea we're talking about yet. <laughs> that is true. It is true. Um, so what uh, I have here this morning for the uncomfortable truth is um, – I reached out to a landscape company that uh, some of the partners are here in the room, and uh, to get to get some uh, stuff done uh, over over the weekend, uh, not over the weekend, last week. And uh, one of the uh, guys that's running that uh, deal texted me this morning, and I didn't recognize the number. And the text said, "Hey man, hope all is well. Do you need your bed refreshed?" <laughs> and I was really taken back, but I was like, who in the world is this knucklehead, right? I said, who is your bed refreshed? I said, who is this? <laughs> Do I need my bed refreshed? <laughs> and I, I mean, all this stuff's going through my head, right? And I'm, I'm thinking like, dude, this is like, this is somebody who is like a stalker or something, right? And uh, he said, this is Paxton McGarvey. <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, good morning, Paxton. <laughs> it's not every morning you ask if you want your bed refreshed from a number you're not aware of. <laughs> if you if you get asked that question, you have the number saved in your phone typically. Generally. Yeah. Generally. And bed yes. refreshed is it's just not the verbiage I typically go with, period. Flower beds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But that's a good that's a good uh, starter yeah. for the board. For yeah. Sure. So uh, anyway, caught me off guard, but uh, then I figured it out. <laughs> figured out what was going on. And As matter I, of fact, I do need my bed. <laughs> yes, I do. Now that I know it, what we're it, talking it, about, it, yes, it was landscaping. So just want to be clear uh, to the audience there. So not not, not your real beds. That's oh, awesome. No. They may need to be refreshed. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, today we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to our question cards, and we're gonna see. Uh, you know what what the Lord pulls out of us from um, from our questions. We've always got different categories. We don't necessarily know what those, those categories are, but I'm going to pull from the red today and just see what comes up. All right, let's see. 
Mm, this is a pretty good one. Who will be saved in the final judgment day? Well, that's that's not a hard question. Well, I think those who truly believe uh, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ—that is the truth. But I had a question last night that that I got to figure out the best way to bring it up. Uh, So last night I was teaching, I was teaching, and this just makes me think about this a little bit. But yes, of course, uh, the the people that have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. will be saved on judgment day or upon their physical bodies passing from this earth, right? Yep. Um, so what are y'all's, what, this leads me to just a different, maybe a little bit more difficult of a question. What are y'all's mindsets on kids? And at what point does a child become responsible for their decision it's go to romans go to romans paul walks you through it and in fact this is a blessing from the lord i'm going through a study with jd greer on right now media about romans and it paul basically just breaks down you know when a child understands what sin is or because that inevitably will happen right okay um if it can't happen because of uh, mental capacity or uh, d- whatever, you know, some 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 they su- some, some get it later than others too, right? Though yeah, e- even even the ones that do have the ability to understand it may not understand it at the same time as the next person. The beauty of cry of our relationship with the Lord. Now, this is just the way my brain processes. And I'll pass it, Sean. We spend too much time majoring in the minors. The major is is that if you're if God knows your heart's ready to understand Him and you deny Him, you're not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we have to pray and lean into that through our kids as well, okay? And not just our kids, but other kids we work with and those kind of things. So he he knows everything, and that's the cool thing about talking to a kid is, you know, if they ask that question, it, he knows your heart. And he's going to give you an opportunity to know him. So uh, it's, I think it's that simple, and it gets overcomplicated for sake of argument. Right. Well, it's a little fresh. That, that particular question is a little fresh on my mind because I teach fifth and sixth grade um, preteens. And you could argue that fifth and sixth graders, that's 10 to 12. That's, that's a lot. I would say there's a lot of kids um, – the kids that are accepting Christ, I would say there's probably a large majority that are in that that area, that fifth and sixth mm-hmm. grade area. I would agree. And so uh, it's, it's almost like that's kind of the point maybe when it does start to click for a lot of kids, not all of them. Um, but last night I was teaching, and, uh, you know, this year we, we this is our second – this is our second class – our second week of, of uh, Wednesday night church. And I've got about, last night I had about 40 kids there, uh, boys and girls, fifth and sixth graders. And so each year the you've got some leaders that come back and you have some leaders that move on to serve in a different area. And we uh, have some new leaders that are that are helping us in in this big class you know you can imagine trying to wrangle 40 
fifth and sixth graders. Herding cats. After, after a you know, day of school, they're wanting to come play and have fun, and rightfully so, and, and they do. They do come and play and have fun. But there comes a point where we, you know, have a lesson. And so for 25 minutes or so, you know, they, they, they've got to sit still. And, and I've, got, I've got folks that help me do that, that help mm-hmm. keep them in line. Well, uh, after the lesson – Yesterday, and like mind you, this this was uh, after we were all done yesterday. Second week, I have a lady come up to me, and she uh, she said, "Can I make a suggestion?" And I said, "Absolutely." I said, "You can absolutely make a suggestion." And she wanted to know why essentially we didn't have a a message of the gospel or a benediction, basically an invitation oh, okay. at, at the end of um, at the end of every lesson. And I said, well, I said, I, I don't know, you know, why, but I said, I follow the lessons that I'm given mm-hmm. and we generally have a two, two to three weeks <clears throat> during our span with these kids where that's really the focus of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're really focusing in those particular weeks on bringing the the message and inviting them to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And she was like, well, and this, I thought this was a great point. She said, well, what if this is the first time, the only time that they ever come to church? Mm, and good. I said, that's a very good point. I said, that's a very good point. And she said, uh, you know, if you're not comfortable with it, you can just kind of lead it over to me, and I'll take care of it. <laughs> and and I she's said, ready to hop in. Oh, she 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 was very passionate about this. Okay. And uh, about that time, uh, the children's minister over the entire children's ministry was mm-hmm. walking up, and I said, "Well, why don't we ask Miss, you know, um, you know, the children's minister, see how, what she how, thinks, and see what she thinks exactly." And, and she talked and they talked for a while and, and, you know, the, the children's minister was just saying, you know, I, I do understand that. Um, and, and then she said, the, the lady that was making the recommendation, she said, because if we don't, we're going to be held accountable for that. And it was a little awkward. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it was just a little bit awkward, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it got me to, th- it got my wheels to turn and rightfully <laughs> so, you know, and, 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 um, and the children's minister was like, well, listen, you know, this, she's like, she said, we put a lot of responsibility on that moment. And she said, we have to make sure that whenever we present that, that we're prepared to have a discussion afterwards with that child to make sure that they understand exactly what kind of decision that they're making and she said and we're not always set up every week for that Mm -hmm. and she was like so she was like i'm not saying we can't work this in somehow but we've got to set up some stuff basically in order to make that parameters yeah just just be prepared essentially Mm -hmm. and so all that being said um first of all i was glad that this lady had the um, the the passion and the conviction to come up to somebody that she's never met. We've never had more than a, about a 30-second conversation. That's impressive. And tell me or ask me if I was okay receiving some constructive criticism. 
<laughs> which I was. And, and then, um, and then really pushing it home and not just giving up on it. I was, I was, I, I loved that. And then second of all, it made me think, okay, what if one of these children leave, never get an opportunity to come back and the Lord, for whatever reason, you know, decides that he's going to bring them home, you know, and, and maybe they, maybe they pass from this earth in the next two weeks or on their way home from hearing about Jesus and not making a decision to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and savior. And, and my thought was, I was like, well, there's the Lord would, would absolutely pull them up to heaven. You know, if, if that was the, yeah, situation. That's uh, I agree. That's and, that's uh, what got me thinking about you know sure it being a little bit more of a complicated at the end, question. At the end of the day, I believe that I believe that only God yeah. knows somebody's heart. Only God can be the judge of that. You know, only God can judge me. Mm-hmm. I always kind of hang my hat on uh, God knows. You know, the inner being of every it's human of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, so you know to say that <clears throat> to say that we think we know. Because our child says yes, sir, or no, sir, or uh, cleans their room when we tell them to, or to think that, you know, uh, I, I think it's almost kind of a slap in God's face to say that we know that, mm-hmm. that they understand, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we want to think that we still want to continue to, all we can do is plant the seed, right? We can't save anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all we can do is plant those seeds and, and open up these um, opportunities uh, or look for these opportunities to tell others and to share, uh, to share the gospel. Um, however, you know, um, uh, a second ago I said, well, I gave the textbook to answer, believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Passionately and, and wholeheartedly you have to believe in that, but you also have to repent. You have to repent of your sins. If you're not repenting of your sins, you better ask yourself whether or not you're truly saved, mm-hmm. you know, in my eyes, right? Yeah, you've got you've got a line in the sand if you want to, like in my brain to simplify it, you've got the non believing side and the believing side. Mm-hmm. Well the non believing side is okay, one of two things. Either I'm not where I comprehend it yet, whatever reason that might be, another world, you know, uh mental disabilities, whatever. Or I have heard it and I have chosen not to accept it or ask for him into my heart, like you're referring mm-hmm. to. So I'm choosing to stay on this line, which Paul talks about a lot in Romans, is they denied Christ, basically. That's a whole other ballgame. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's something to me worth discussing. Yeah. Like, you know, who will be saved in the final judgment is the question. And I think a discussion about saying that I accept Jesus is my personal Lord and Savior when I'm nine years old. And then the day, and in a lot of cases, it may be the same day, okay? Hopefully it is the same day. But I believe, personally, that for most people, at that point, they aren't making the decision to surrender their life to Christ and follow and and basically take up their cross and follow Jesus. I think that that take, I think that that generally happens at a different time in their lives. And maybe I'm wrong, 
It's so certainly- you're you're basically saying, and I I think I'm following you. Many times, for most people that become believers, they don't become believers the instant they understand it. There's a delay, or the instant that they say, oh. I'm, go- "I'm going to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior." Interesting. That's I, I think I think that there are a lot of people that say, "I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior." And they never in their entire lives live that way. All right, so we're talking about we're talking about Paul and James is really what we're talking about. Paul was faith, James was fruit, action. So I see what I see where you're going there, and I and that makes perfect sense. I mean, I'll we had a probably the pastor that we were at at the church before the one we're at now. He always used to say, "Don't major in the minors." And he always used to emphasize if somebody isn't sure and they know their life is completely turned around for Jesus 100% unequivocally and they want to get baptized again, so what? Yeah. You know, and he didn't mean it so what like in a bad thing. He meant, great. What if you weren't sure and you, you're you double sure now? Right. You know? what, if you, what if you chose to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and you never lived that way? What if you what if you said I accept you Lord I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and and you continued to live in your sin without having a problem with it for the rest of your life I think that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. if you accepted Christ and you really did you've got conviction and you know you are sinning and you know you will answer for that one day some way shape or form so but could you argue that if you accepted him and you have that conviction that you could not continue to live that way. No, because people, I think, go to heaven all the time and stand before the Lord that we're sinners on a level we can't even fathom. Right. I really do believe that. Yeah. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. I mean, but that's just, I believe that. That doesn't mean that I'm right. No, no, no. I'm know, not, I, yeah, know, I hear you. I, I hear you. I think, I think it's a... I think that was me. Yeah. I think I think that it 100% was me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that I, I think that I lived a life... It's it's really tough for me to trust that before I surrendered my life to Christ, that I was that I was a saved born again Christian. Hmm. It's difficult for me to believe that because I don't believe that I was living in a way that honored Him, and I don't believe that I was living in a way that He called me to live at all. Sure. I felt. I felt like every every day was selfish ambition, pride, living in sin um, every day until it was brought to my my reality until I, until it was brought to me that I was living this way and I turned from that sin do I still go back to it? I do. I do still go back to it. I still struggle with it because I'm a human and I have that sin but I, but I have that conviction and I recognize it because of the Holy Spirit in my life. You know, I recognize it, and I try to I try to turn from it again. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a really it's a really difficult topic um, for me because I I'm not I don't know I've never talked to a theologian I've never talked to a Bible scholar about this. Um, you know what about my big question, you know, what would have happened to me at 30 years old, you know, if I would have died and I was, I was just up to my 
ears in just self-righteous sin, mm. you know, my entire life. I don't, yeah. I, I, I mean, I trust, I do trust that whenever I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, when I was eight years old, that I was saved. And the Bible does tell us that once you're saved, you're always saved, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's difficult. I, I just never lived it. I never lived the life that I live now. So I don't know. I, I've always wondered that. Sure. I got a dream that I want to tell you all about. I was debating on whether or not to even talk about it, but I, I think it's uh, I think it's important. Um, I had a dream one time about the final uh, judgment, and um, and uh, a lot of people. I can't remember if I told you guys this or not, but um, so through college, uh, I dated a girl who was a Muslim that I thought that I could convert, and um, and I thought that she was, you know, she would go to church with me, and you know, uh, but it. it our relationship kind of grew toxic whenever on the subject of religion towards the end of our relationship. And, uh, God revealed to me in a dream that it wasn't going to work. And, uh, and I had, I fell asleep in the middle of the day. Anytime I fall asleep in the middle of the day, I have weird dreams. Uh, and this was, this was a very telling dream. And, uh, we were standing she and I were standing at the uh, the the White Throne Judgment, and we were walking up these steps uh, at the White Throne Judgment, and I could see uh, God's at the podium, okay, and angels on either side of him, and on the right side there was a door that was a fiery door uh, to hell. On the left side there was uh, I'm sorry, the left side I remember this. The left side was the fiery door to hell. The right side was. Um, uh, fluffy clouds and blue skies, right? And you could see people going into the, there was a lot more people going into the left side, into the fiery doors of hell. And then there were some people that were being taken. And you could see uh, the shame. Uh, you know, you cu- I couldn't see God's face, but I could see the shame of how he would hang his head whenever somebody was going into the fiery doors of hell. And uh, And then... So I'm sitting here watching this happen, and, and I'm turning around, and uh, my girlfriend at the time is behind me, and I'm telling her, and I'm like, listen, this is your last chance. You have to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is it. Like, we have no more chances. This is it right here. And uh, and I'm trying to plead with her, and the entire time she's like, no, no, you know, I'm not doing it, not doing it. And, uh, and so... And I, I, we start getting closer, closer and closer, and I can hear God saying, because you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your reward, and you have accepted my son, and, you know, and, and um, then the, an angel would calmly walk in, and then you have the, 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 this nice, both angels were just like, they look like Greek gods, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, literally, and you could just see the, the angel that would just force, the, the person into the the door of hell and it was very disturbing man very you could you could how how long ago was that dream 20 years ago and you wow. you remember it that vividly, vividly yes wow. and uh i turned around and i was trying to plead with her and she was just nodding me and i grabbed and pinned her down on the steps and i remember crying and my tears were hitting her in the face and she was nodding no like i ain't doing it and uh and uh and I, it scared the heck out of me, and I, I immediately woke up from my dream. Mm-hmm. And I called her, and I told her the dream that I had. 
and she was extremely offended by it. You know, she was like, I can't believe you had that dream, Bob, you know. And I knew that was that was the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. I knew that I had to end that relationship. And and I did. And uh and I'm so grateful that I that that I did because it was to a point to where I was getting ready to graduate from college and um man, uh it, she wanted to tell both of our, you know, if we had children, we we do not have kids. But if we, she was like, I want to tell both of our kids about, uh, you know, our religions. And it was going to be a very, very convoluted, scary, crazy marriage that probably would have ended in, you know, turmoil or, or not worked out. And uh, if we had gotten married, which we were talking, we had talked about it. We'd visit. Anyway, um, so, you know, um, I was pretty passionate, obviously, you know, from my dream about what I believed, uh, who would and would not be saved at final judgment. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, I thought it was important to share that. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Well, who will be saved in the final judgment? The Bible says if you, if you, accept, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and surrendered your life to him, that you will go to heaven and live with him. And so, uh, whenever that may be... Um, Make that decision, you know, uh, listen to a bunch of guys that don't know it all. Uh, go talk to your pastor, talk to uh, someone that you trust, you know, that, um, that you know, is, is following, walking that path, and just ask some questions. Uh, that would be my, my encouragement. Ask some questions and, and see if you can, um, you know, get to know Jesus, the Jesus that we know that uh that washes away our sin every day so i think that's all we got today um uh, again don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast and and help us get the word out uh hope everybody has an awesome day go out and kick the day in the face and we'll catch you on the next one